Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Well, good morning, and again, thank you so much for being here with us today. If I haven't got to meet you yet, my name's Bobby, and I would love to uh, meet you today after the service. Our team here has, man, been working really, really hard to, uh, to make this church feel like your church. And so I'm super, super excited to preach today. Uh, anybody come to church looking for a word from God? Anybody at all? All right, maybe, maybe a couple of you, okay? So, so, you know, we're still young, we're still in our infant stages, and so, you know, we're just a little bit over nine months old, and so we're, we're developing, we're growing, and, you know, I, I think not only are we growing, but I think those of you who have been with us for a while, you're, you're learning how we like to do church, too, and I was thinking about it this week, and, and, and let me talk to all the ladies in the room for a second, okay? When you cook dinner at night and you like work really, really hard on it, okay, and you're doing so good and you're thinking, man, this is going to be good. And everybody comes home and they sit at the table and they're just like, what does that make you feel like? You can say it like, oh, something must, oh, y'all don't like my dinner? You don't like my dinner? Okay, so here's what, here's what I know when it comes to church all right. I like to hear a little feedback. OK, I like to know that maybe, hey, even if it's not for you, you're like, hey, he needs to hear that. Like, say something. OK, what I do know is that if you want to get fed, you got to open your mouth. OK, so uh, if you hear something you like, you know, at least get a mm, like <laughs> something in there. Uh, do something there. All right. <laughs> now, for some of you, if you're like me, you've been sick all week, you're just clearing your throat and that's fine. Uh, but no, we're in week two of a series that we started uh, last week called Yes, You. Yes, You. I think for so many of us, when we go to church, we think, uh, oh, man, I wish so-and-so would have heard that message. Or, or, man, I really hope my spouse is listening to what uh, the pastor is saying. Uh, or maybe, maybe sometimes we sit and feel like, man, that's, that message is for other people. That, that's, I'm not good enough. I, I'm not there yet. I'm not, I haven't grown that much. Or, or maybe you just kind of feel unlikely that, that God can't use me. He's talking, to, he's talking to other people. And so this series is really about challenging that mindset and, and just looking in God's word and figuring out, okay, what is God calling me to? What's God call, uh, you know, how can he use me? And just having that understanding that, yes, you can be used. Yes, I can be used by God no matter where I'm at in my journey. The small, the outsider, the unlikely, all of us can be used by God. And so we want to challenge that mindset that, that it's not just about other people. And so last week, quick review, last week we talked about living life on a mission. Living life on a mission, going out into the world and, and living my life as God has called me to be. Uh, and our mission here at City Hope Church, we want that to be your mission. And it's simply this, inviting everyday people to experience G the hope of Jesus in every way. Inviting everyday people to experience the hope of Jesus in every way. That's our heart. And I believe that every one of us, every single one of us can walk out of here living on that mission. And so... As we uh, crafted that, that mission, we begin to seek out God's face and, and wisdom and just praying and getting in the word of God. And OK, 
this is our mission. Well, what are some goals? What are some goals for City Hope Church? What are some, some things that we can really dig into? Uh, uh, meaning this, someone who attends City Hope Church, we don't want it just to be a 60 minutes a week kind of relationship with God, right? We want it to be something that you, you dig in and it's always part of your life. And so what does a follower of Christ look like? And so for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to give you some of these goals that we feel like here at City Hope that we need to strive after. And, and, and what I call these is marks of a disciple, marks of a disciple. If you want to be a disciple, which simply means a follower of Christ, we want you to filter all these things we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks. Filter all these things through that. What does it mean for me to be a disciple? That I don't just go to church and sit down for 60 minutes and then go live my life. What does it look like outside of here, right? And there's some obvious things, you know, spiritual disciplines. You need to pray. You need to read your Bible. You need, you know, and we'll talk about all that. But, but what are some things that I can do? Now, before we get into what is, it, what is a mark of a disciple, I want, I want to start here and say this, okay? I want to make it very clear these are goals that we're striving after. None of us are going to get these perfect, right? Perfection is not for us. Perfection is for Jesus, right? We're striving after these things. We're trying to grow in these things. We're working toward these areas in our life. And so the reason why we're doing this is because I want to give you something to shoot for. I want to give you something to, to, to strive after, to chase after, to grow in your life. So let's jump into these today. We're just going to look at number one, and these are in no ranking order um, these are just the four things that we believe are marks of a disciple here at City Hope Church. What do we want to chase after? Number one is this, healthy families. Healthy families. Now, when I say that, I'm going to speak to, to both sides of this. Your personal family, who you go home to at night, who's in your, in your home, but then also spiritual families, healthy families. So what do we want to strive after? What are we passionate about? And that's healthy Families. Now, obviously, that's a, that's a five-week sermon series on its own, right? <laughs> Talking about healthy families, I mean, that, you can really dig into that. And if you've been here with us, that's one of the first sermon series we did uh, was, a, was a family series because we truly believe that the family is the most important institution in the world. Your family is important to God. The family unit was created by God. Go all the way back to Genesis. He says it's not good for man to be alone, right? He says it's not good for man to be alone. So he made a woman, and he said that you need to be united in marriage. And then he tells them be fruitful and multiply all throughout the pages of the Bible. Think about uh, how family is an illustration, right? God is our Father. Jesus is God's Son, right? Those of us who are followers of Christ are, are, are His sons and daughters, right? The church is His bride. It's the bride of Christ. Our, our uh, co-Christians are what? Our brothers and sisters. The illustration of family is all throughout Scripture. And we see family as, as a plan for God's world. Now, I get it. We all have different filters when we think about family because all of us, our family lives are different, right? Some of you are married with kids. Some of you are married with no kids. Some of you are single. Some of you are grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your, your, your brothers and sisters, your cousins, right? We're teenagers. There's kids. But I believe that all of us can strive for healthy families. And so this morning, I want to give you four marks of a healthy family, four marks 
of a healthy family. Number one is this. Healthy families put God first. Healthy families put God first. Luke 14, 26 says this. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be be my disciple. What an encouraging verse, right? You got to hate everybody to have a healthy family, right? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Obviously, Jesus is kind of speaking in hyperbole here. He's exaggerating. Here's what he's saying, that there's nothing in your life that you should love more than Jesus. There's nothing in your life that should compare to the way that you live for Christ. Think, think back for those of you who, who maybe grew up in the Sunday school era, you know, back in Genesis, Abraham, God told him to take his what? His only son, Isaac, and goes up on the mountain and Abraham is getting ready to, to sacrifice his own son because he was willing to be obedient to God, right? That's the type of, uh, of healthy family and putting God first, I think, is what he's talking about here. And then Joshua over in the Old Testament, very familiar passage of Scripture. People that don't even know Christ probably have this this, uh, verse and, and saying in their mind. But if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord, choose for yourselves today which you will worship. The gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites in the lands you are living. Joshua says this, but as for me and my family, we will worship the Lord. We want to see healthy families that choose to worship the Lord. It's your choice. But as for me and my house, you can do whatever you want. World, culture, life, you can do whatever you want, but we're going to serve the Lord. And I believe this. We need families today in our world, in our culture, in, in, in our town, in our city. We need families that are going to proclaim we're going to serve the Lord. That's going to be the center of the wheel of everything that our family does we're going to serve the Lord. And, and I want you to just think about this. We live in this world of, uh, of apps and add-ons and, and, oh, it's just another thing. That's not what this is. That's not what he's talking about here. Choose who you're going to serve. It's not just another add-on. It's the filter that we put in front of us for every decision that we make. It's the filter that I'm going to I'm going to use God's word to filter this decision that we're trying to figure out in our home. I don't base decisions on what everybody else says. I don't base decisions on what the world says I should do. I filter everything through the word of God. Our relationship with God is the way we make decisions in our families. And think about Think about all the different things vying for your attention, all the different activities, most of them good, right? All the different things that we could be doing on on a Sunday or or, uh, on a day when we have a small group or or whatever it is. All the different things, but I'm going to filter my life. I'm going to, I think, healthy families put God first. Number two, healthy families have conversations about God. Healthy families have conversations about God. Look at Deuteronomy 6. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These words that I'm giving to you today are to be on your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Bind them as a symbol on your hand. Let the symbol be on your forehead. Write them on your doorpost of your house and on your city gates. 
See, God was making sure that the Israelites knew and understood that family is a really, really, really big deal. And, and, and this is what God is telling parents. If you're a parent in here, listen, to, listen, this is what God's saying. Hey, parents, it's your job to disciple your children. It is your job to talk about and live and show them Christ. Now, it's really tempting to outsource the responsibility of making disciples to the church. Right. It's really tempting to say, OK, kids, y'all go to Sunday school. Y'all learn about Jesus. Right. Y'all go talk to somebody else. It's really tempting. But I want you to hear this today. The church cannot replace the family as God's design for the primary training grounds of faith formation. The church cannot replace. We're going to try to come alongside you and help you and assist you and be be a partner with you. But we cannot replace the family as God's design. Healthy families have conversations about God. I heard this quote this week. It says this, no matter how creatively we teach the faith to children at church, they are more likely to believe their experience of the faith at home. We can do a lot of good stuff here at church. And man, I tell you what, Amanda Bell is killing it in our kids ministry. Your kids are getting Jesus every week. I hope that you see that and know that she is amazing what she's doing. All right, let's give her some love. I didn't even know you were sitting right there. But we can do all the creative stuff. We can do all this great stuff. But the kids are more likely to believe their experience of the faith at home. So, so let me give you some practical things. Whatever situation you got going on at home, speak God's promises over your family. Literally speak God's promises over your children. Pray over your struggles. Speak God's promises over your hurts. Make it a daily part of your routine to have conversations about God. It doesn't matter if your kids are 10 or 20. Have conversations about God in your home. Parents, listen to me. Get caught reading God's word. Get caught praying. Get caught worshiping in your house. And you know, sometimes in our lives, we, we as parents, I'm sure everybody's done this, right? Like, like, let's go back to dinner. Mom, you made a great dinner. And, and, and dad, like, uh, maybe he really didn't like half of it. So he kind of sneaks off and goes and dumps half of it in the trash, right? And the kid sees it. And dad says, you got to eat all your food. And what's the kid going to say? Well, <laughs> you didn't eat your food. Why do, why do I got to eat? Like, like <clears throat> do as I say, not as I do, right? That, that's, that's what all of us parents have probably said. Now, now, listen, this can't be one of those. This can't be one of those. This can't be a do as I say, because they're going to do as you do. If you're speaking truth over God's promise, are you speaking God's promises and his truth over your situation? That's going to see, that's going to help your children understand that that's what we do. Healthy families have conversations about God. Number three, healthy families serve. Healthy families serve. Now, I want to, I want to, there's, there's two sides of this. They serve one another and they serve other people. They serve one another and they serve other people. 
right, let me encourage you, go, go sometime this week, read Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. It speaks to the need for husbands and wives to submit to one another, to serve one another. It speaks to the, the, the children honoring and obeying their parents, right? There's this, there's this attitude of service in healthy families. I heard this story, a newlywed young man, he, he was sharing the story and he said, for, for the first 30 days, for the first month of our marriage, my wife fixed me breakfast in bed every single day. And he said, it took me a whole month to let her know that I do not eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I didn't want to hurt her feelings because she was serving me. Listen, fellas, I think I can say this with some confidence. No husband has ever gotten the cold shoulder for doing the dishes. <laughs> okay? A good measure of spiritual growth is our depth of concern for other people. You and I can look at our lives and we can, we can kind of take that measurement and say, you know, how, how's my growth? How's my spiritual growth? The depth of our concern for other people. And as we allow the gospel to change us, to change our hearts, then we begin to develop and care for those around us. Our attention begins to turn from ourselves and we turn to the needs of others. Look what Paul told the, the church in, in Galatia. He says this, For you were called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. You're free. You're free to do what you want. In Christ, there is freedom. Don't use your freedom for you. Use your freedom to serve other people. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know who your first neighbor is? The people in your home, your spouse, your kids. Serve them. Let me encourage you. I, I, I love to just put out some practical encouragement every week. Find ways to serve your family this week. Kids, students, listen to me. I get it. We, you you, you, you kind of live in this mindset. I want people to serve me. Find some time to serve your parents this week, kids. Find some time to serve your parents this week, kids. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> serve, serve the people in your home. Set that, set that mark, set that, that goal in your house that we're going to be a family who serves one another. But not only do we serve one another, we serve others. Every week here at City Hope Church, we're, we're given the opportunity to put this into practice where we put less attention on me and attention on other people. Right. And, and and I want to say this, like we talk about serving and it's not because, of, um, um, you know, like we get extra money for, for people. serve. we don't we don't get extra points in heaven. Our house isn't bigger. Like we we talk about serving so much because it's what God's word talks about. But I truly believe that that when you are serving in the place that God created you for, that's when you're fully living in, in, in the way that God created you. And, and, and sometimes we may find ourselves serving in an area that doesn't match our gifting, and, and, and that's okay. We, we may find a group of people that, that, man, I serve with these people, and I love it, and it's the greatest thing ever. And I want to encourage you to serve. If it's not here at City Hope Church, that's fine. Serve somewhere. Find people that you can serve. 
Last week, if you weren't here, we announced that uh, on October 16th, we're going to begin with two services. We're going to have a 9 a.m. service and we're going to have a 1030 a.m. service. And, and this is a great opportunity for you and your family to find your sweet spot and to serve. And, and there's so many uh, uh, really good things that come out of us going to two services. It creates a lot of options. Um, if you want to come here at the nine o'clock hour and have like small group and then everybody come to church at 1030 or you want to come and serve at nine o'clock and come to church at 1030, it gives so many different options. And so, so what, well, either way, jump in and be a family who serves. Don't be afraid to start serving. So healthy families, put God first. Healthy families have conversations. Healthy families serve. And finally, number four, healthy families are full of grace. Healthy families are full of grace. I put this one last because this is a tough one. Every family member is striving, is striving to model God's grace in their relationship. See, there's, there's a lot of myths that, it comes with, that come with healthy families, right? Well, there's a myth that healthy families don't fight. Healthy families don't fight. We fight a lot. We're not a healthy family. That's dumb, right? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. We all fight, right? We all do stupid stuff. I think that the, the myth is, isn't that healthy families don't fight. I think the, the reality is healthy families fight fair. Healthy families Fight fair. Fair fighting is full of grace. And let's be honest, giving grace to others can be tough. Man, that can be really hard. Especially when you feel like that other person's evil or they don't deserve it. Or, or do you know what they did to me? But we got to go back and understand that we give grace because we get grace. Romans 5.8 says, but God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I've had numerous conversations with husbands and wives and say, Bobby, it just, it's not fair. I don't want to forgive them. I don't, want to, I don't want to do it. It's not fair. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. But do you think it was fair for Jesus to die on the cross for you? See, we, we want it to be, it's not fair when it's, when it's me trying to forgive, but we, we're, we're okay with it not being fair when it's between me and Jesus, right? Yeah. The wonderful thing that you and I get to understand and, and have and, and trust is that though we were still sinners, though we mess up daily, God still extends His grace and His kindness to us. A key component of grace is forgiveness. We all make mistakes. We all have to live with the consequences. And inside of a family, there's plenty of room to make mistakes, right? Every person is changing and growing. Every person you know, is evolving into to who they all have their own struggles. They all have their own issues. And this is where so many families get stuck, right? Things get tangled up. Things get clogged up. And, 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 and we struggle. And it has you captive. And, and the mistakes get magnified. And we just can't get through it. And for some of you in here today, you've been walking through hurtful things for a really long time. And it just feels like, like you're, you're captive to these things. But forgiveness is giving others what God gave you. 
Forgiveness is tough. But, but, but I want you to hear this. If grace has flowed to you, it should also flow through you. If you've received that grace, if you know that grace, if you trust that grace for your eternal salvation, then it should flow through your life. In the same manner as a disciple of Christ, as one who is striving to follow Jesus, we're expected to show grace no matter what. No matter how hard, no matter how painful, giving grace to others might be. I truly believe this. Healthy families show grace. So we talked about the personal side. Now let me just talk about the spiritual side for just a second. I want to give you, so, so uh, I, I call this the City Hope Church action. Right. Well, I don't want to just talk about uh, 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 being healthy families like what are we doing? What what action are we doing? And, and I believe with all of my heart that, that the family is vital and we want to be a church that don't just talk about family, but provides resources and teaching and help and people and whatever it takes to get there. And there's there's two places I believe that God has given us a clear vision to, to, to help this. OK, and I believe this with all my heart. First, we, we, it's crucial to have a healthy family uh, personally, but it is for your spiritual family. Now, every single one of us need people in our corner. We need people to have our back. We need people that are, that, that are rowing in the same direction that we are. We all need people. And the best place for you to find that within a church is a small group. All right. Now, listen, churches all over the world do this, right? All over the world. And we don't all have a big game going that whoever can have the most small groups wins an ice cream party. Right. We don't. We just truly believe that godly relationships matter. Right. Small groups aren't perfect. Small groups aren't the answer to all of life's problems. OK. But small groups gives you people in your corner. I, I, I heard a definition or I read a definition that says this small groups exist as a way for people to engage in biblical community that helps them become more like Jesus in every areas of their life. Can, can I just talk to you? Go back, go back to the title of this series. Yes, you. This isn't for the, this isn't for everybody else. Yes, you with your crazy schedule. With your crazy life. With everything that you got going on, yes, you, this is, this is you. Having a healthy spiritual family is a really big deal. Look at this quote. It says, in small groups, it is in small groups that people can get close enough to know each other, to care and share, to challenge and support, to confide, confide and confess, to forgive and be forgiven, to laugh and to weep together, to be accountable to each other, to watch over each other, to grow together. Personal growth does not happen in isolation. It is the result of interactive relationships. Small groups are God's gift to foster changes in character and spiritual growth. We believe in small groups. We push it all the time. We want you to be involved. Think about Jesus. When he began his earthly ministry, what did he do? He gathered 12 guys, his, his primary disciples. It was relational ministry. Jesus didn't need those 12 guys to go be who he was. But he knew and he understood and he helps us see the value of strong community of people around us. 
I want every single person that's committed to be at City Hope Church to be involved in a group, not because of what you bring, but because of what it can do for you. I want you, we want you to find your people. So that's step number one in our, in our action. Number two, the second way I believe that, that God has called City Hope Church to build a healthy relationships, healthy families. And I'm just going to give you the teaser version of this today, okay? Kind of like the commercial. We'll really dig into this later. But it's through what I'm going to call the Hope Center. The Hope Center. <clears throat> God has given us a vision that the Hope Center will be a place of, of many resources for our community, but a huge emphasis on healthy families, a huge place where we can focus on biblical counseling, a biblical counseling center, if you will. <clears throat> I'll be honest with you, um, if not for biblical marriage counseling, it, it, it healed so many different places in my heart and, and Shira's heart. It healed so much in our lives, and it was a really big deal to us. And if you look around our world today, marriages are under attack like never before. You guys know that, right? Single parents, single parents are an all-time high. Teenagers are so depressed. Teenagers are committing suicide at alarming rates. Addiction is one of the major, all, at one of the major all-time highs, and it's a, it continues to be a major issue. Families need hope. The Hope Center will provide many different areas of ministry. It'll, it'll provide uh, uh, opportunities for uh, families in our community to come and receive just good, godly, biblical wisdom and counseling and discernment. But here's what I'm, I'm also really excited about. Some of you sitting in here today, you have a heart. You have a heart for families that are on the brink of divorce. You have a heart for teenagers that are struggling. You have a heart for single moms. You have a heart for for crisis, uh, 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 you know, a pregnancy crisis, an addiction crisis. You have a heart and a passion for those, and the Hope Center will be a place that you can serve and use those passions and gifts in the areas that God's given you. And we're praying, and we're seeking the right physical location, and we're seeking the right people to, to come. I, I can't wait to be able to stand up here and announce to you, hey, we, we found our place, and we're going to begin training you. And, 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 and I'm so excited about just the opportunity that we can get into our community and truly, truly, truly make a difference. So we see that small groups are a way kind of inside the church that we can help healthy families, the Hope Center, and we're going to talk about that so much more over the uh, weeks and months ahead, but will provide many different areas of ministry for us, provide a place for so many of you to serve in areas that you're passionate about. But today, as we close our time today, I'm going to invite Brad and his team back up. I always like to, to kind of give you a question to ponder on for the week. For those of you that are in small groups, Give you, give you something to think about, pray about, and talk about this week. But today, if, if you had to stand before the mirror and ask the question, how's the health of my family? How's the health of my family? If you're like me and, and our family, the, health, the, the physical health of our family wasn't real good this week. 
struggling through? What about the spiritual health? What about just the personal health, the relationship health? Are we a God first family? Are we a family that filters everything through our relationship with Christ? Every decision we make, our worldview, all of it is based on our relationship with Christ. When's the last time you had a conversation about God in your home? Does your home have a, does your home have a, a, a spirit of servanthood? Does your family serve together? Is your family full of grace? Those can be tough ones. Remember, we're not, we're not searching for perfection. We're striving after. We're striving after these things. I'm going to challenge you to pray through that question this week and be open to all that God speaks to you about. But the reality is this today, church. It starts with a relationship with Christ. If you don't have that, none of this matters. None of this makes any sense. If you don't have a, a relationship with Christ, that's your step today. Maybe you heard some areas today. Maybe the Holy Spirit's kind of bringing a few of those, emphasizing a few of those areas, and that those are where you need to begin to work on this week with your family. Whatever it is, would you be open? Would you be open to take action? Maybe you've been thinking about serving. You've been thinking about, I don't know where to get involved. Come talk to us. We'll help you. And listen, here's the cool thing. If you get into an area and it doesn't fit, we can find something else. You're not stuck there forever, right? Let's strive as a church. Let's strive to be a healthy family as we strive to help develop healthy families. Let's pray. Father, I love you. I'm thankful for this time we have together today. And I pray that every one of us in this room would take this, this sermon and this challenge to heart. That yes, even you, even you can have a healthy family. Even you. Even me. Lord, I pray for every relationship in this room. I know we're all different. God, I pray that we would be a church that, that cares about families. Lord, just help us to do a better job of that. Lord, you've given us vision. And I pray that you would just continue to provide the people, the resources to make that a reality. I pray for our community. As divorce rates are up, as addiction's up, depression and suicide, all these things we see are just flying through the roof. God, I pray that, that City Hope Church would make a difference in those places. Raise up some, some men and women, some teenagers, raise up some folks in this church that would truly have a passion to see families all throughout the low country come to know you and grow to be healthy. Speak to our hearts today. Give us boldness and courage to act on whatever it is you're leading us towards. It's in Jesus' name. 
I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And every week I say this, this is one of the most important times of our service. We're going to sing a song. Whatever God's stirring in your heart, and just be obedient. If you need to come pray with one of our team members, come pray. If you need to grab your family and say, hey, we're starting today to strive after being a healthy family. Whatever it is, just be obedient to God. Let's sing out together. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you, and have a wonderful day.